Welcome to Shearpoint's Hair Matters, the program that deals with hair loss head-on. I'm Steve Peck, along with Shearpoint President Scott McCarty and Shearpoint client Vanessa. Our program today is titled, The Emotions Associated with Hair Loss and Hair Restoration. Vanessa and Scott, welcome. Thank you. Hello, Steve. You know, I read somewhere that there was a quote from a female breast cancer survivor. She was quoted saying, when you lose your hair, your femininity is questioned as well. And we all know that men have issues with losing their hair, too. As for myself, I experienced male pattern baldness in my 30s. And Vanessa, I understand your hair loss came about a different way. Maybe you could explain that to our listeners. Well, I was 12 years old. And uh, initially, I had very long, very thick hair, and gradually, it started to fall out mm-hmm. at 12. And I had to walk around with just patches, and eventually, enough of it fell out where I needed to wear a wig. Did you know what was happening at the time? No. Initially, no. Not until I started going to doctors, and then they diagnosed it as alopecia. So what were you feeling at 12 years old going through losing your hair? I was devastated. It That's something that a 12-year-old girl loves, her hair. Right. That's, that's all you do. You wash your hair, you curl your hair, you style your hair. Mm-hmm. And I was losing mine. And I was devastated by that. And what do you do at 12 years old when you have a disease, alopecia, and you start losing your hair? My mom had a wig in the house mm-hmm. and I started wearing that and it was uncomfortable for me but I really didn't have a choice at least I didn't think I did because I had to go to school I didn't want to go to school with patches in my hair mm-hmm. and I did everything I could to make the wig more comfortable for me mm-hmm. adding elastic so it wouldn't be something easily blown off by the wind yeah. adding fabric so when the wind did blow you couldn't see through it and see my scalp And that was kind of hard. Did kids notice, do you think? At first, no. Kids thought that I just got a haircut because I had very long hair. Mm -hmm. And at one point in the locker room at school, a girl picked a fight with me and pulled it off. Oh, my God. And the other, of course, the other kids knew then that, um, oh, it's a wig. And then I was ridiculed throughout my scholastic time. Oh, that must have felt absolutely devastating to you. Well, sure, because I had to go back to school the next day. And I've, I've been in situations like now. I'm, I teach school and there was a little girl the same age that I was at mm-hmm. the time that has alopecia and one day in the hallway, the girls pulled her wig off and she never came back to school. I didn't have that option. I had to go back and I was talked about every day, felt isolated every day. God. It wasn't fun. No, it's horrible. And kids can be so mean. Too. Kids are cruel. Kids are really, really cruel. And then they they'd plan other things to do to pull it off again for those that didn't see it that day in the locker room. So were you like feeling very inhibited every day you were wearing the wig now? Oh my God, what if someone pulls it off? What if it... Every day. Every day. I even tightened the elastic that I put in it and I didn't care that it made my head hurt. My blood was probably not circulating in my head, but I didn't care. Mm -hmm. I didn't want it to come off. 
Yeah. And you know what? Uh, alopecia is one form of hair loss. Um, Scott, men suffer hair loss as well, male pattern baldness. Why don't you explain to us from your experience, some of the clients that come to you, they have feelings of despair over their hair loss as well, don't they? That's right, Steve. Uh, most people get the misconception that hair loss can only bother women or bother children. Uh, everybody that suffers with hair loss uh, is bothered by it in one way or another. It's just a matter of how they deal with it. Uh, and what we do in trying to help people uh, who are suffering with hair loss, uh, we try and provide as many options or as many solutions as there are available so that they have choices, so that they don't have to suffer silently. They can choose to correct their hair loss problem. Mm-hmm. And Vanessa, you're a therapist, and so you deal with young men and women. And, you know, we're talking about regardless of whether it's a male pattern baldness or a disease that creates hair loss, there's this emotional side of all of this. And I want to ask you why you think we place so much emphasis on looks and why it impacts us so much when our hair goes south and we start to look differently. Well, Steve, if you look at the fashion magazines, Mm -hmm. okay, this is from a woman's perspective. If you look at the fashion magazines and everybody's so beautiful and all over the TV, you see the shampoo commercials Uh and conditioner and hair is a big thing. Yeah. And a lot of people place a lot of emphasis on that because it makes the person, they think. So it defines it them in It defines way. them, yes. Most people are defined by that. Like if somebody, if you meet a person and you are going to describe this person to another person, the first thing you say is blonde, dark hair, short hair, yeah. long hair. yeah. Or bald. We were talking about that the other day. Um, mm-hmm. I was in your office, Scott, and, and we mentioned that when you're bald and you're in a group and somebody's looking for you, they don't refer to you as the guy in the green shirt. It's uh, the bald guy. Exactly. Or, and so that happens with women, too. Exactly. Huh? If everyone is defining us based on that, of course, we, we would feel emotional about it as well. Well, sure. It just seems like, I guess, from my perspective, that's that's the first thing that people see. Mm-hmm. What tends to happen, Steve, is that when you look at somebody, the first thing that you look at typically is a person's face. Mm-hmm. And what the hair does is it frames the face. So if you were to look at a picture or a painting on the wall and you notice that the top part of the frame is missing, what's the first thing your eyes would be focusing on? It would be focusing on the piece of the frame that's missing. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens with hair. All of a sudden, the hair's gone, the frame's gone. Now, all of a sudden, instead of looking at somebody in the face, you're looking at the hair that's missing. When you start losing your hair, it's gradual. but And it creeps up on you, too. And after a point, uh, it can look just really bad. You know, just through normal male pattern baldness. My question then to you, Scott, is as younger men begin to lose their hair and they come to you at sheer point what drives them to come to you and more importantly what has held them back from coming basically what's happening is that when a person is losing their hair there's several stages that stages that they go through uh first they'll go through the denial stage where they'll go "Mm, no i'm not losing my hair 
Then they'll go through another stage where they'll go, okay, yeah, my hair is thinner than it was, but if it stays the way it is right now, I can deal with that. Then there's another stage where, oh, my hair loss is getting worse. I should do something about it. And at that point in time, usually they'll take the easiest way out. They'll buy the magic shampoo or the, you know, the vitamins and (laughs) think that that's going to cure what ails them. And then when they realize that that's not working, then they'll come see me. When they come see me, that's when they're taking a realistic approach in treating their hair loss. Uh, We have all the different options available to treat their hair loss at any stage. So if a person's just starting to lose their hair, we Mm -hmm. can help them. If a person's lost a majority of all their hair, we can help them. So it's just a matter of making that decision of, okay, I'm not happy with the way that my hair looks at this point in time, and I want to do something about it. I had begun to lose my hair. And just like you said, Scott, you know, it's starting to go away. And I tried minoxidil for a while. It didn't really seem to work for me. And you do get into the state of denial where it's not so bad. And and because it's going gradually, you think it's going to stop and then it's not stopping. And, And then I start to see ads and TV commercials about sheer point. And so I look back and I wonder why did I have to see so many of those sheer point commercials or brochures before I actually walked in the door at sheer point. And I think one of the reasons is once you've lost hair to a certain point, you wonder how can I pull this off? You know, if I, if I didn't have hair, if I was balding and now I go get this great hair system, won't people notice? You know, that was one of my fears. And what's ironic about that, Steve, is that had you come in to see us sooner, you wouldn't have had the major change in your appearance. Right. And isn't that the number one thing that your clients say after they're fitted with a hair system? Exactly. Why did I wait so long? And yeah, I wish I would have done this sooner. Yeah, and the story is, the funny story is, is that when you get your hair system and when you get your hair back and your confidence that goes along with that and you walk in and and you're like, here I go, I'm walking into a room, you know, and people say, hey, Steve, how you doing? Well, I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else you want to say? No, look great. You know, they're just kind of, and I'm, or they'll say, you know, and I had a goatee and a, a mustache for years where people would come and see me and they go, nice goatee. You know, they think I just grew a goatee. I can give you an example. I used to go to the uh, health club with my father and my uncle. And obviously my uncle knows what type of business I'm in. You know, my father started the company back in 1969. And we invited uh, one of my uncle's best friends to come to the gym with us, play some racquetball. And even though this gentleman had happened to come to Shearpoint and we had replaced his hair and it was going to be the first time my uncle had seen him, my uncle could not pick up on what the difference was. He was like, wow, you look great. Did you lose some weight? You look like a kid again. You, you, you look 10 years younger. What is it that's changed about you? And here I'm standing next to him. My dad's on the other side. We're both in the hair replacement business, and he still didn't pick it up that we had replaced his hair. Right. And, you know, I think there's also a stigma that goes way back. I mean, when the word to pay was out there for guys. I mean, 
you know, technology today is not what it used to be. And so, first of all, the word to pay has gone away because these systems are so advanced that honestly, um, you know, when people, if, if anyone were to look at me or ask me, all I'd do is bend down and, you know, say, yeah, you know, take a look. And you know what they thought? They thought I had hair transplants. Mm-hmm. Because the systems are so amazing today that when you look at the scalp of someone with a sheer point hair system on, it looks like it's coming right out of the scalp, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Explain that technology to our listeners. Hairs are injected into a membrane. It's almost like a second layer of skin. And there's no more knots. There's no more thick, heavy bases. There's no more densely packed hair. Um, All that technology is gone by the wayside. It's all injected one strand at a time so that once you put this membrane or the second skin up against your own skin, it looks like the hair is growing right out of your skin. I mean, you could put it on a person's head, you could put it on their hand, you could put it on their nose and it would look like hair is growing out of their nose. It's- oh, well, that's great. Good to know, huh, Vanessa? I've often wanted nose on my... In case I lose the hair on my nose, <laughs> yes. I'll remember that. Good for Halloween, you know? Vampires? I don't know. But it looks that natural. Yeah, it does. And, and so that was part of the fun of it because the people that you know did know you had something done they then would just make the leap to well it's a hair transplant and for them that was fine but the reality is about that is when people lose a certain degree of hair too much hair because i know you guys do hair transplants here as well but for if you've lost too much hair hair transplantation doesn't seem to be an option correct it depends on what your expectations are. Uh, the more hair a person loses, the less hair you have to move with hair transplantation. So uh, you're going to get a different look based on the amount of hair in which you still have remaining. So if you're looking for a thick, full, you know, luxurious head of hair and you have a two-inch fringe going around the side and back of your head, well, the transplants may not be your best option. And um, women's systems have come a long way as well because there is a difference between a woman's hair system and your standard wig, is there not? Yes. Yes. As Vanessa was mentioning earlier, um, the difference between a standard wig store type wig is that, number one, it's not comfortable. Number two, the density doesn't look right. Number three, it doesn't feel right. Number four, if the hair separates, uh, you happen to see through the hair. You see the foundation. You see a very unnatural looking foundation. So there's a huge, huge difference in what you can get at a standard wig store or department to- store type of wig versus coming to Shear Point. Shear Point, you know, Vanessa can go into the wind and not have any cares about whether or not she's going to have areas where her hair separates. Heck, she drives a convertible. So is um, Vanessa's hair system applied pretty much the same way as a man's hair system would be? It is, except on in her case, it's for the entire head of hair. It's not just a topical situation. In male pattern hair loss, we still work with a person's own hair. We don't shave off the sides of the back. We're just filling in the area that the hair's gone. Where in Vanessa's case, uh, with all her hair being gone, we have to fill in her entire scalp hair, her entire scalp area. 
And uh, other than that, other than it being on a larger scale, it's basically the same technology. Hairs are injected, one hair at a time. It's got uh, skin-like or a second skin-like material so that once you put the skin up against your own skin, it looks like it's coming right out. And it's very, very natural. I mean, you, I can run my fingers through Vanessa's hair and it feels very, very natural. So when you say membrane to me, I think of like um, a contact lens. Right? Exactly. So it's, it's in its own way similar to that, right? It's, it's breathable. It's a contact lens. It's breathable. Uh, hairs are injected one strand at a time. And you can even see your own skin tones coming right through it. It's not like something that looks like your own skin tones. It is your own skin tones. So that we can actually take and put this on somebody who has very pale complexion. Or we can put this on somebody that has very dark complexion. And it's still going to look incredibly natural. And you won't be able to tell. You've noticed a big difference, Vanessa, between your the wigs you used to wear when you were 12 years old and now the I hair system. I have noticed a big difference. Sure. Your hair looks beautiful, by the way. Well, thank you. And yeah, I was talking to Scott about you before you came and uh, he said you were out somewhere, someone came up to you and they approach you all the time and just say, you have beautiful hair. But I get that all the time and actually it makes me feel good because actually I don't have any but I wear it and I'm comfortable with what I have. And people have said to me, I wish I had your hair. I think, oh, wow, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> Sheer point. <laughs> Here's a business card. <laughs> wow. And then the transformation. It's got to be part of the greatest part of your job at Sheer Point is that you take someone that comes in, they haven't been feeling good about themselves, now they want to make the change. You know, they've had some trepidation as we talked about, should I, shouldn't I, now they're finally ready to make the leap. And my goodness, what a great feeling when you can change someone's life and, and make them feel, I want to say whole again, but I mean, it makes them feel very, very renewed, yes? Renewed, confident, sexy, I don't know what other adjectives I can throw in there, but my goodness, you can just tell by the way in which a person carries themselves. By the time we get done doing their hair, it's like they're 10 feet tall and bulletproof. They feel great, they look great, and they're confident. You find that uh, there are certain men or women that want to do it. Uh, maybe they've gone through a life transition, and now this is the, the trigger that, that sets them into motion to get the changes done. It is. We've had people that have come here that have said, you know, I really want to get into a, a fitness program. I want to lose some weight. I want to do some other cosmetic procedures, but I want to start off with the hair because the hair is most important to me. And uh, we do the hair and it's it's just the uh, the initial thing to, to get them into correcting these other areas of their life that they've been wanting to do all this time. Yeah, great point. And you like it makes you look so much younger, just like automatically. I mean, this is instantaneous. I mean, what else can you do that can make you look so much better and feel so much better and happen so quickly, you know? Nothing else that I'm aware of. And so for people considering a system, what do they say then, Scott, to their friends and family if they're wondering, how do I explain this? What would you suggest? You know, that question comes up quite regularly, and that's always a, an interesting situation because everybody handles it differently. My suggestion is to just tell them, hey, 
I had a hair concern and I had it corrected. Not everybody has the ability or the uh, um, fortitude to be able to do that. If you don't have the fortitude to do that, some people fudge around the truth a little bit, say they've had hair extensions done or, you know, they'll change some other uh, facial feature, whether they had a mustache or a goatee and they shave it off so that it draws attention away from the hair. You know, I used to say um, I had hair replacement. And that's what I would suggest because there's there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to do that. Your average person has no clue what hair replacement means. When you say that to your average guy, they think transplants or something like that They're, because they don't know what a hair system is. And they, for some reason, feel that uh, a hair transplant is more socially acceptable than, than a hair replacement. But I, I don't know that that's true. Uh, nowadays, I think... Basically, anything you do cosmetically is acceptable. You've got guys doing Botox now. Um, you're having all these other cosmetic procedures that are being done to our face and to our teeth that uh, people don't even think twice about. Why would you even think twice about having your hair replaced? Good point. Vanessa, why is that? The women for so long have been able to do all of these things to themselves. I mean, Lord knows guys don't have a problem when girls get breast augmentation whatever they do women it's fine so why should us men feel any differently i don't really think you should most men don't want to fuss over themselves that much right but then you want a man to look really good though right well sure and so it's not like uh, once you have a hair system one of these great hair systems that you have to fuss a lot that's the great thing about them it's just like your hair they cut it you wash it you do whatever you did before it's different today isn't it you don't have to fear this system coming off because it's part of you you don't have to worry about it coming off you don't have to worry about it blowing in the wind you don't have to worry about it looking unnatural you look at our website sheerpoint.com you've got some great photos in there of men and women of different ages different uh, uh, nationalities and their hair looks great and if that's still not enough if you've got a specific question about, well, I've got uh, uh, orange hair and it's down to the middle of my back and I don't see any pictures of that. Give me a call. I'll look for one. I'll try, try and find you one because we've done pretty much every hair length, every hair color, every hairstyle imaginable. So that's cool too. You can style these any way you want. If you like to wear your hair real short, you can do that. You want to wear it long, you can do that too. Exactly. Hey, we put a lot of new pictures up on our Facebook page, too. So when you go to SharePoint.com, if you look up at the top of the page, you'll see the little buttons for Twitter and Facebook. Click on that Facebook. There's a whole new photo catalog with photos and some good ones out there, too. And you tell me, after looking at them, are these not the most natural hair systems ever. And I want to share a personal story here too, because before I came to SharePoint, I went someplace else. And I am really sorry that I did that. You don't know the story, Vanessa, but when I made the leap and decided this is something I wanted to do, I did some research and somehow I didn't find out that SharePoint was in my backyard, right? So I end up going to a place in Ohio, right? So I'm driving four hours 
to this place that sold me on they had great stuff. And oh my God, it was the worst experience of my life. I mean, I was, here you're going through that uh, emotional phase where you're thinking, I want to do it, I want to do it. Now I've finally got up the courage and I'm going to do it. And then I got the wrong place. And I was just at my wit's end. And then I find SharePoint. And I came to them to help solve my problem from this other place. I was like, this is the place. This is the system. These are the people that know how to do this and make it look the right way. And that's really why I'm just on a soapbox now doing these programs because people need to know that you have options when you go out there to get these systems. And not all places are created equal. There's a lot of artistic work that's involved. And you could speak to that more, Scott. But really, once I came here and the stylist that you have, and the way that you treat your clients, and the quality of hair systems you offer made the difference. And for me, unfortunately, I had to go through that other place first, but it's like I told you off air, (laughs) I do things the hard way. I eventually get there, but I, I sure wish I would have found you first. So, I mean, so I'm, I'm just definitely saying you guys are awesome. You do a great job and you know, thanks for that. But why is it that you do so much better work than other people? <laughs> Thank you very much, Steve. I appreciate that. And and that also brings up another point that uh, I think it'd be good for your listeners to uh, understand is that not all hair replacement companies are created equal. Uh, just because you may have gone someplace else, you may have uh, had a bad experience, doesn't mean no matter where you go, you're going to get the same product, the same treatment, the same uh, hairstyle, the you know, any of that. Everybody's a little bit different, even within our own stylists. We have certain stylists that have uh, an area of expertise that uh, might be a little bit different than another one's. Um, but what I can say is that based on uh, our aggregate, based on our stylus as a whole, that you're going to be able to get whatever hairstyle you want, whatever hair color you want, whatever hair length you want, whatever hair density you want. And we're going to be able to do it and make it look natural. Uh, I send my staff off uh, for advanced training techniques uh, quite regularly. Uh, We have in-studio training sessions. Um, And and even if I didn't have the training sessions, I mean, I got some really talented members of my team that do uh, do some really good work. So I'm very proud and I'm very blessed to have them uh, as part of the, the Shearpoint family. Just everyone who works for you. It's just really courteous. It's a very friendly environment when you come to SharePoint. It is. And you had said that uh, uh, being a, a SharePoint client is uh, is a good feeling. We don't even call our, our our people clients. We call them guests because that's the way that we feel. We feel that you're a guest when you come to see us. And we try and portray that in every aspect of how we treat you, um, whether it's how you're greeted when you come in the front door, uh, when we're styling your hair. Uh, if you have a concern, uh, we're there and we're going to treat you like we treat our family. So quickly run down a list of everything you do here because you, I mean, I know you've got the, um, the transplants and the systems and you do work for people with diseases like alopecia and cancer patients and guys like me, the male pattern baldness. 
<laughs> this is true. Uh, we do basically anything and everything when it comes to hair replacement. We'll do uh, laser hair therapy. We're going to do non-surgical hair replacement. There's a whole lot of things that fall under that heading of non-surgical hair replacement. Basically, it means that we're going to be able to take a person that has a thinning or balding hair problem and fix it by taking hair and implanting that into that membrane or that skin-like material and then designing that skin-like material to fill in whatever area needs to be filled in. Mm-hmm. We also do hair transplantation which is a surgical procedure where we're taking hair follicles from one area of the head and we're moving them to another area of the head. We also do hair extensions. If there's anything else that happens to come out, uh, we have it available. We also have a great product line uh, that helps with people that uh, are either having a hair loss problem or have treated their hair loss problem uh, with a non-surgical hair replacement. So we've we've got a lot of really good stuff. Yeah, no kidding. And also jumping into social media with Twitter and Facebook. So if you want to get interactive with SharePoint, you can write on Facebook. Uh, Scott will see you and uh, be able to answer you and Maybe share some pictures and some stories that you've had. And it's going to be a great community as this builds and and more and more people learn of the great work from SharePoint. Hey, Vanessa, thank you so much for being here. Anything else you want to add or say to anyone who may be suffering hair loss for whatever reason? I think that if you do have a problem with hair loss, go to SharePoint. I've been going to SharePoint for 20 years. And I haven't been disappointed yet. And the thing I like the most is the systems that I get, I can do anything with them. I can do any style, any, I can part it anywhere. I love it. And I would suggest to anybody that has a hair loss problem to go there. Scott and Vanessa, show two has been a success. Thank you very much for educating everyone on the emotions associated with hair loss and hair restoration. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. New programs of SharePoint's Hair Matters are available every week at SharePoint.com and on iTunes. If you'd like to be notified when new programs are available, you can follow us on Twitter. Our follow word is SharePoint. And that's spelled S-H-E-A-R-P-O-I-N-T-E. If you'd like to schedule a consultation to explore your hair replacement options, call SharePoint's Guest Relations at area code 248-645-1310. Thanks for listening. This program is brought to you by SharePoint and SharePoint Medical. We restore more than just your hair.